understand the next time you play your family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Welcome back, everyone, to a special bonus episode of Meet Us at Molly's. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Bryna, and with me, as always, is Gina. Hello, everybody. And Ashley. Hello. And I know we said at the end of our PD pilot recap that this would be it for 2017, but then there was so much news that kept coming out, and you guys wanted to hear our opinions about it, and we figured that... If we waited about the two weeks before we recorded and released another episode, that at that point, it wouldn't be as timely. So we decided that as soon as the holidays were over and I was back home um, from visiting my family, that we would record this special bonus episode and release it um, just kind of so we can have these conversations about these newsworthy topics while they're still kind of relevant. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the TV Guide like two days before Christmas, um, had an exclusive about Chicago PD's upcoming storyline. And basically, in like a short interview with Rick Eade, he teases that they are going to do an upcoming episode that deals with sexual misconduct in the police force and in the inner city. Um, According to the article... Um, It says, the cop drama is looking to add its own spin to the subject by turning the table on one of its own. Um, And then Rick says, one of our characters will be involved in something related to sexual misconduct as a victim. More like the idea of sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, And they said, TV Guide says, you know, while it's unclear who the victim of the harassment will be, they know that it's going to air during the 14th episode of the season, which is going to be in early 2018, which is going to be probably at the end of January, or at least early February, if they, assuming they air um, episodes consecutively. Um, but yeah, what are your guys' initial thoughts about this storyline? Ashley, go first. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, I just don't like the idea of this, hap- this storyline happening. Because of all the stuff that went on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, It's uncomfortable. Because they're saying that they're going to put their own spin on it. Well, wait. You're putting a spin on your own issue. Yeah. They're part of the problem. And that is what gets me about this. I'm like, don't act like it's not happening behind the scenes of your own show. Right. I think they're trying to come out and it almost sounds like in a way that like they're coming out, you know, and being like, oh, you know, we want to be like part of the movement and, you know, talk about these things that are happening. Well, that's great and it's important. But at the same time, you haven't really addressed what the fact that this happened on your own show behind the scenes. Right. It's the question of can you be part of the movement if you are originally part of the problem? Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Um, But this is all speculation because we will never truly know what happened behind the scenes. We will only know what the internet tells us. Right. That's true. Um, And yeah, that was kind of my initial thoughts too, was just like, 
well, this is really hypocritical. And I think that was every, from what I seem to like see on Twitter, um, I didn't really read a whole lot of it because it was, like I said, it was like two days before Christmas and I was already home with my family. Um, but yeah, it really just seemed to see, it seemed like everyone had a problem with it. Everyone seemed to think this was very hypocritical of the show for, especially considering everything that came out about Jason just a couple weeks ago. Um, and something that I was kind of thinking about too was that what if this had been like the first, like in like the third episode of the season before the Jason stuff had come out, what would our reactions have to, to this have been? We'd probably be applauding it. Probably. And our reaction to obviously the- how they handled it and how the storyline was written and what the storyline was, but we would probably be sitting there being applauding this and being like, wow, like, you know, good on them for tackling this heavy subject, especially considering everything that happened in 2017 and just the world in general. Yeah, I think we would feel that way. But then I think if the Jason news had still dropped weeks later and all of the fallout that has come from that, I think we would feel the same way we did when, yeah, the same way we did after Sophia had tweeted about NBC saying, you know, they're masking it as anger issues. We'd feel the same way and be like, we were lied to. What the hell? Yeah, that's a good point. It was just, that was something that it came to my mind. It was just like, what what would our reactions be, you know, like, if we had known this prior to the Jason stuff? Um, and like I said, I just think we would have applauded this. But that still doesn't mean that I, just because I think that they, you know, they're going for this whole idea of reform and really pushing, like, real world issues. And I think that's great. And I think this is an important one to tell. But it's just, it rubs me the wrong way, considering what we think we know happened according to the deadline report about Jason um, and that investigation. You know, it just really rubs me the wrong way. Um, But what do you guys think? So it says, according to TV Guide, you know, that obviously it's one of the characters that's going to be involved in something related to sexual misconduct as a victim and this idea of sexual harassment in the workplace who do you think is going to be <clears throat> involved in a storyline? And especially if it's the 14th episode and the episode that airs when we come back next week is episode 10. I mean, we should be getting an episode description sometime fairly soon. Who do you think is going to be involved? What do you think the storyline is going to look like? I could see it being Upton. Yeah. Just because I could. And she had history with McGrady that we never really got into. Right. So I could see it being her. But yeah, it's this is just so dicey. Like, I want to speculate, but I'm kind of afraid to say anything. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, I'd almost say that was kind of my first thought, too, especially just because. In last week, or in our the last episode where we did news, um, we read the PD description that Burgess was going to get kind of a big episode. And I guess my mind goes to the fact that it's a woman that's going to be the victim. That's not obviously always the case. Um, so it could be one of the boys. Um, that doesn't seem as likely, but it obviously could be. Um, you but- know what? I will say this, though. I will say this about it being one of the boys. This is the kind of instance where... I kind of want them to play it the predictable route because for them to make it one of the boys when they've got this turmoil going on behind the scenes would be horribly out of touch for them. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. That's something I hadn't thought about, but yeah. Interesting. That would kind of be them, like, all, like kind of double pretending that they don't have a problem, being like, look, we're tackling what's going on in the headlines, and we're jazzing it up. This has never happened before. Right. Yeah, it'd almost been, be like them trying way too hard and to, like, be like, look, this never happened, and here's this thing, and it's so, like, something you've never seen on TV before, but, like, not addressing their own thing. Yeah, Exactly, like, point. pretending like their own problem doesn't exist. Yeah. Ashley, do you have any thoughts? I never really thought about who it could be, but, like, it could be Upton, like y'all said. I think that whole, I think the whole fact that we have this whole, like, we kind of get the McGrady stuff, and, like, get that they have a past, but they never really went too much into it. I think that just, it sets it up so well. And if it's not Upton, then I have no idea. Like, I would not see whoever it is coming. Not even if it's Burgess? I don't know. I just I just feel like it's not Burgess just because of the fact that, like, two episodes before that, she's going to have a big storyline with the CI. That whole CI thing. What about Platt? It could be Platt. We haven't seen much of plot this season, so yeah. it could be her. I don't know. Um, but kind of speaking about plot, so we got a DM from Leia. I hope I'm saying that right. And she had a couple points about it. Um, and I'll just start with her bottom point because that's where she brings up plot. Um, and she said, makes plot the central character trying to prote- protect fellow policewomen or tell about her past as one of the first female officers and how much harassment they endured and still do so that could be one way they could go into it is according to Leia or what she thinks um but she did go off on the Upton thing as well and she said I like Upton but maybe not have this storyline focus on her which I could agree with you know it does seem a little too predictable at this point but I almost think anything else would seem so out of left field um but yeah but why not focus on Upton? This happens to women regardless of who they are. Right. Exactly. Um, but, and then I, this is something I think is interesting that I hadn't, I kind of forgotten about. So she brings up the point where in early season four from the first part when Burgess had her new, her female partner, Tay, um, that Tay had had a storyline about this which I'd kind of forgotten about. And she said, why can't they just revisit that? That's a good point. And my guess is just obviously because Tay, they kind of dropped Tay like it was nobody's business. And, you know, she was out of here way too fast. Um, but, and yeah. And the actress that plays her is on another show, so they probably couldn't get her back on PD. That too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> What show is she on now? Oh, uh, I don't know. I think it films in Canada. Hmm. Interesting. As they all do. Um, yeah, they all but, film in Canada. But, yeah, that's, like I said, I had just forgotten about that fact. Because, yeah, if I remember correctly, and I meant to look this up before we started recording, but Tay, part of the reason, didn't Tay have, like, Tay's former partner before Burgess, like, kind of silence her from, like, speaking out about kind of the 
sexual um, things he would say to her and stuff. And then, like, she kind of had to basically stop being Burgess's partner because she was afraid to say anything or something along those lines. Yeah, he had put her on that really terrible beat of, like, writing tickets at the courthouse or something because she threatened to come out against him for coming on to her. Right. Yeah. So they have done this story. I mean, they have... I'm assuming they're not going that exact same route, but they've done something in this realm before, which they've I kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess, like we said, I mean, I guess the reason they're not going to revisit that is because we've literally never heard or seen any mention or anything about Tay since she got dropped from early season four. Um, yeah. So that's why they, I guess they wouldn't revisit that. But... um. I just really hope that they handle this episode with kid gloves. Like, I really hope they know the line they're walking. Yeah, I think, I think this is really going to be interesting to see, like, pay really close attention to Twitter, pay really close attention to all the articles and stuff that are, like, reviews and recaps and stuff that are going to come out about this episode, just because of everything that's come to light in the past, like, month, month and a half or so. Um, But I also think it's interesting, too, because when you talk about how they handle it, I wonder, I don't know when this episode was filmed and, like, when it was written. So was it written and filmed before we knew about Jason? It's a good question. I think they just finished 13 before they went on Christmas break. Oh, so then they haven't even filmed this yet if this is supposed to be 14. I don't think so. You know, I can't help but wonder if this is going to be like the SVU episode that was going to be just like that Trump storyline that they ended up dropping. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, did they pull that episode from air or something? Yeah, they were going to do an episode about like a political figure and it was very, very close in terms of something that had happened to Trump like recently in the news and they ended up pulling the episode. Interesting. But I feel like if even if they haven't filmed this yet and like say it's the one they're doing next week, then the fact that this has been leaked and Rick Eat has talked about it in an article like with his name attached to TV Guide, they're not pulling this. No. Um so that's my guess. But yeah, I just I was just curious now that you just mentioned that I was just wondering, like, if they, if they are, if they had just filmed 13 and 14 is going to be the next one they're doing, which is supposedly this episode, meaning like they know that we know about Jason and like that was our, wasn't something that wasn't in their mind. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's, oh, they yeah. just got. Yeah. So December 15th was the official day of winter hiatus. And when they come back, they're shooting 514. They're filming this one when they come back. Interesting. I just really hope that they handle this tastefully. Yeah. I just, this whole issue just, like, I don't even know how to phrase it. It just, it makes me angry. It confuses me. It just makes me want to, like, scream but also cry at the same time. Like, I just, I can't even channel all of my feelings towards the sexual harassment issue into like one streamlined thing. Right. And I think too, for me, part of the reason this really rubs me the wrong way is a, just obviously because of everything that's happening behind the scenes, but it also really rubs me the wrong way because the fact that they're kind of doing this while glossing over everything that did happen behind the scenes is like, 
I've been applauding TV in season five for everything they've done so far because I think it's been so well done. And I think all the stuff that they have done that is connected to the real world, whether, you know, it was the whole scene with Ruzik and Atwater dealing with, you know, the black man and like, um, you know, there's just been so many well done scenes that have had to deal with the complexities of, you know, society today that I just think have been so well done. But this and the fact that the stuff that did happen with Jason happened behind the scenes, like it, it just, like you said, yeah, it angers me. It frustrates me. The fact that this is a storyline, um, I don't know. But then part of me is at the same time is like, well, if they really are pushing through for the real world stuff, then I'm glad that they're not glossing over this issue because like this is one of the most prevalent things that is happening in society today is sexual harassment and these stories coming forward and the Me Too movement and everything else. So on the tiny, tiny part of me is like, well, I'm glad they are dealing with this just because it is important to share stories coming from all different angles. But most of me is just feeling frustrated and annoyed because of everything that's happened behind the scenes at Chicago PD. Or that yeah. we know of what we know, the details that have been released, which are very slim, but that have come out about what's happened behind the scenes at Chicago. Yeah, of what we've read, because I mean, at the end of the day, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, but we're never going to know exactly what happened behind the scenes. Right. And all we really know for sure is that Jason was investigated and because of his anger issues, he's gotten help. And, you know, that was really it. Like, that's all we really know when it comes down to the core of it. Right. We don't know specifically what it was for. I'm not going to take NBC at their word and I'm not going to play a he said, she said, you know, I'm just going to soak the information from all of the sources that are out there and then just kind of form my own opinion based on what we have. And that's why this is such a slippery slope because like I have feelings about it, but ah, it's just crazy. The whole situation is just like, because I have things I want to say, but I'm kind of afraid to. Yeah. And I think, like I said, until I, you know, we see an actual um, episode description and until we see even really the episode play out and start to get pictures and any just any kind of actual tidbits, like concrete tidbits that we can put towards this episode, it's hard to really say that, oh, PD is handling this right or no, PD is handling this wrong. Right, until we, right, see, the until we see the episode, yeah. yeah. Right, or even until we get a description and kind of see which way they're thinking about taking the storyline um, until we get pictures to kind of see just, you know, facial reaction. Like, you know, like until we get something more concrete than Rick Eads saying, oh, one of our characters is going to be involved with something related to the sphere of sexual harassment in the like workplace. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question okay, here's for, a for y'all. Go ahead, yeah. Brenna. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say it's really complicated. It is. It is. But here's a question for you guys. I mean, and this is something that hasn't quite been addressed. Is like, how do you approach something when you love it, but then it turns out it's been tainted by a scandal like sexual harassment or sexual abuse? How do you go forward? How do you continue to love it? Because we all went through this with One Tree Hill. You know, the show means a lot to all three of us. And obviously, you know, we kind of found our way around it there. But if it's going to keep happening to shows that we love, how how are we supposed to proceed? 
Right. And I think with these, this show especially, um, you know, since it is so tied to this universe, like, does that affect the way we view Chicago Fire? Does it affect the way we view Chicago Med? Just because they are so linked together. Um, but I, I don't know. It's such a complicated thing. Because I'm trying to think back to shows, you know, you mentioned Wintry Hill, and I'm trying to think back to any other shows that I can think of that I really, really love that were rocked by, like, scandals or things. And I think you kind of just have to make the choice of, I think it's different in every case, you know. Wintry Hill is different because, yes, it was marked, it was marked by the whole um, Mark Schwann stuff, but yet Wintry Hill is off the air, so that makes it different because there's no new episodes coming out. You know, it's been a while since we've even had new One Tree Hill episodes. So, like, that's a difference. But then when you think about, like, other scandals, like, for example, when, like, stars leave or because of something that happened or, you know, a death of somebody. Like, I think about my favorite show that kind of was rocked by a scandal, like, when Cory Monteith died. Well, that was because he died. But it's, like, each scandal and each show is marked by such different things in such different circumstances and such different instance in, instances that qualify as like scandals that really it's just such on a case-by-case basis and I think I don't know I know some people from what I've seen on Twitter have chosen to kind of because of the way the whole Jason stuff was handled be like you know I don't really know if I can continue to watch this and that's fine um I don't know it's just such a hard question to think of. It really And that's kind of me. Like, I'm trying to figure out if, like, if I can still watch this because of, like, everything that's going on. And just, I don't know if I still want to, like, continue. Support I mean, I that. like the character. Yeah, support it. I like the characters and everything. But it's just, I don't know if I can still support a show like that. With One Tree Hill, I know, I know that, for me personally, it was that, you know, I had to think about this for quite some time. But... Like, Mark Schwann created something that was bigger than him. The show became bigger than him, bigger than the fictional city of Tree Hill, bigger than Lucas and Nathan. It just, he created something so much bigger that in the grand scheme of things, he was nothing. So to ride him off and just be like, screw that guy was not a problem. So for me, at least, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but for PD, I mean... Oh, God, it's just so dicey because, I mean, I'm still going to watch the show. I'm still going to support the show. I think I just, for me, I'm having to separate that Jason and Hank Voigt are two different people and that we will never truly know exactly what happened behind the scenes. And I think that's kind of your point about One Tree Hill I have two points to break off that. So for one, like when I brought up Glee, you know, I stopped, once Cory Monty died, I watched like his big like tribute episode and that was it. Like it, I have never gone back and watched the rest of season five or season six, just because for me, he like Glee obviously was bigger than him and that's why it continued. But for me, like that was kind of the reason I watched the show and that was such a big part of it that I was like, no, like I kind of have to step away from this. Um, and that's not to say I'll never go back and watch the rest of it, but I still, I mean, it's been, God, now it's been like four and a half years and I've still never gone back and watched it. Um, but I think too, for PD, kind of 
you know, when you talk about separating Hank Voigt and Jason, you know, for me, PD is always, like, Hank Voigt has been, I've said this a million times, like, Hank Voigt has always been at the bottom of, of the list of characters for me. Um, so, you know, when I say, I, you know, I'm still going to watch the show and I still support the show, it's literally because of everyone else. And that has nothing to do with what Jason did. I mean, yes, I see Jason in a different light now, but it's always been about Jesse and LaRoyce and Patty and Marina and Elias and when Sophia was on Sophia and John and everybody else before. And that's just because I don't like Hank Voigt as a character. And I've never connected with Hank Voigt in the way I have all the other characters. Right. So for me, part of my dilemma is because Yes, I disagree highly with what Jason did if what the reports have come out are true. Um, you know, I highly disagree and I don't support that. But I've never, you know, like I said, it was never about, PD has never been about Hank Voigt for me. And so if he had, if he continues to take more of a backseat role in the rest of PD, maybe I can continue to watch and support it because he's not the star anymore. I don't know. It just there's so many ways this could go and so many ways to think about it. And it is confusing and I think it's going to, you know, but I think people what people need to know and like kind of constantly be reminded of is if you continue to not watch and support the show, that's okay. And if you continue to watch and support the show for whatever reason, that is also okay too. It you are not a bad person because you continue to watch and support the show. Right. Right. However you feel about this is okay because it's how you feel. doesn't matter what other people think or what other people might say. Right. And that doesn't make you a bad person and make you think that if you continue to watch and support PDE that you are someone who is okay with sexual assault or, you know, abuse of any kind. Like that is not what we think and that is not what anyone else should think about you. Right. Right. Because there are probably people out there who just continue to watch PD because it airs on NBC every week and literally know nothing about what happens behind the scenes. It's very true. Like, go on Facebook. Like, face, okay, the people on Twitter and Facebook, like, the fans are so diverse. If you go on Facebook, like, half of them people <coughs> don't even know about this stuff, but Twitter knows, like, everything. Right. Yeah, Twitter has always been much more of a, in any fandom, whether it's sports or television or music, Twitter's always been a place where the fans are a lot more connected to what they're, you know, being fans of and a lot more investigative into about every single aspect of that fandom. Um, so yeah, Twitter knows everything and Facebook literally never notes anything. I will say that. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, very, yeah, no, it's a very good point. But I will say, you know, of course, the day that this news dropped, Twitter was just crazy. You know, this is not the time as a fandom to be ripping each other apart for differences of opinion. This is the time to come together and listen to each other and support each other and understand that people have different viewpoints. That's okay. You're not always going to agree. And, yeah. you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, no, this is the time for people, like you said, to come together, to have discussions and to learn because that is the only way, you know, we're going to, you know, be able to not 
I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's like, that's the only way we're going to be able to come together and move forward and become more powerful um, in, you know, 2018 is if we come together and not tear each other down. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, it's just, this whole topic is just so hard to talk about, but I mean, I will say, God, men of the world, like just do better, do better, be better. Stop abusing whatever power you think you have because covering this and getting so worked up and emotional about it and just, you know, it's exhausting. Like make our lives a little easier here. Be better. Just make a resolution in 2018 to just be better. Yeah. Um, so kind of, it kind of goes off of this whole thing, but something else that came out right before Christmas that we didn't get a chance to talk about, um, is so, and it kind of ties into this because it's been speculated that Jason was the reason that Sophia Bush left. That's never been confirmed. Sophia has not come out specifically and said exactly the reasons why she left, but she did do this podcast called the Instyled Podcast with her Binary 29. Um, and her episode came out right before Christmas, um, like maybe like a week or so before, and we just didn't get to it. Um, and she talked a lot about, you know, she was asked about specifically why she ended her contract with PD, um, you know, and just kind of everything she went through. So I'm just going to read a couple of different quotes that I wrote down from things she said. These are her words in the podcast. So when she was asked, why did you, the question, why did you end your contract with NBC and with Chicago? PD, she said this. She said, I don't have to give everyone the specific breakdown of why, exactly why I left until I'm ready to do that. But the overarching theme for me was that I landed my dream job. I landed this job that, since I was 20 years old and trying to become an actor, I said I wanted. And aspects of it, don't get me wrong, were wonderful. But I realized by the end of the second season that I couldn't do that job anymore. And then something else she said, she said, I said, here's where we are. Here's everything you're aware of. Here's how I'm coming to you today. If something really doesn't drastic, really drastic doesn't change, I'm leaving at the end of the year. End of the year being at the end of season four. She came to the producers or writers or whoever she came to at the beginning of season four. She said, because I don't, I understand how the business works and how women are treated. Um, she said, I'm giving you not, not giving you two weeks notice and I'm not coming in here throwing shit and breaking lamps and saying I'm never coming back. I'm giving you 23 episodes notice. I'm giving you that much time. So there will be no conversation in which I was hysterical, emotional, in which I was being, quote, irrational female or whatever you want to put on it. I'm literally sitting in front of you like a cool like cool as a cucumber. This has to be like a big swinging dick competition. I promise you I will win. But know this now. If we're not having a very different conversation by Christmas, then you know with 100% certainty in December that come the end of April, I'm leaving. And then she went on to say something else and she said, what you start to realize is that like if your house is burning down, you wouldn't hang inside because your brother was in there and you loved him. You'd be like, yo, I love you. Let's get out of this house. Um, And she said not to put it on anybody else. But for me, it felt like I was trapped in a burning building. I was just so unhappy and it was my dream job and I was miserable and I had to go. It's a lot to process. Um... And she's, you know, she also said in this podcast that, you know, she was asked about, like, you know, does she see herself coming out with the specifics of what happened anytime soon? And she was talking about this idea of it being kind of this, like, blurry image where you can see things and it, like, but you can't really make out exactly what it is, but you can kind of start to see things coming. And so she kind of said, you know, like, I can see 
that it's gonna happen. I just can't tell you like when and where and a specific be like on April 29th, 2018 is the day I'm coming out with my story. Like she says, you know, like it's going to happen, but it's kind of just going to be when it naturally occurs and when she naturally feels that the time is right. Um, but this is obviously more than we knew when she left. This is more that we knew uh, when the show aired its fifth season premiere in middle of September. Um, do you guys kind of have any initial thoughts? I know Ashley listened to the whole podcast. Gina, you listened to it too, or most of it, right? I honestly, uh, I don't want to say. Or did you just read all the transcript? I read the transcript. I just, I knew if I listened to it that it was just going to like, every time one of these stories comes out about these men who abuse their power and they harass women or they just kind of like dismiss women, like it makes me really angry. And I knew it was going to do that. Not that that's a good excuse, because it's not. Just, Ashley, please shut me up and start talking. (laughs) Ashley, as someone who listened to the whole podcast, what were your kind of, you're the one who sent it to us in the group text that this was something that had come out. You were the first one that had listened to it. What were your kind of initial thoughts? Well, okay, I'm going to go through this in order. First of all, we said she gave them, like, so far in advance and a notice and she knew she wanted to leave in season two, and she's like, but she couldn't leave in season two because she's, um... Her contract. No, because she's stubborn. She said that. She said that in season two, she knew she couldn't leave, and she stuck it out because she was stubborn. And then her she bought herself out of her contract, I'm guessing, or whatever, and then she told her, I'm like... If the writers knew she was leaving so far in advance, why did they write the ending of season four like that? Because they called her bluff. They didn't think she'd actually do it. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes me mad is because they wrote her off like that and gave Lindstedt such a bad ending and they knew she was leaving. Like, I just... I hate that. For them to call her bluff like that, that, though, and really think that she wasn't serious, that's infuriating on a whole nother level. Yeah, to think, I think because they probably knew that, you know, like she talked about, like, this was her dream job. Like, this was the job she had been waiting her entire career for. And they were like, oh, you know, yes, obviously, Sophia wants change. You know, she's such a bit, she's such an activist and, you know, she wants this change to happen so badly. But they were like, oh, this is her dream job. Like, she's not going to actually give up her dream job. Exactly. Like, did they think she was talking out of her her ass? You know, yeah, I guess so. But, like, good on her for real, you know, you know, there's, like, like you said, like, the whole conversation about, like, the fact that they had all this notice and they still wrote her ending that way, that's a whole different conversation. But I just, you know, I said this once it kind of started leaking about this being the reason why Sophia left. You know, good on her for getting her out of a situation that she didn't feel comfortable in. Amen. Like, that takes so much courage and bravery, and power, and just, you know, in that way, you know, I look, I don't really like looking up to people and, like, considering role models, but, like, good on her, and that's something I can really aspire to. Just that bravery, and courage, and power. But to your point, Ashley, about the way they wrote it, that really infuriates me at, yeah, like, I don't know. I try not to let like think about it too much just because if I think about it too much, then I'm just going to sit here and sulk and not be able to enjoy the product that I'm watching every week. But yeah, it frustrates the fuck out of me. Like they knew and yes, 
you know, yes, they obviously thought they were calling her bluff and that she wasn't actually going to leave. But even if they thought there was like a slight 1% chance that she might leave, okay, well, you could still do some service to your character because literally Aaron Lindsay was PD for those first four seasons. Like, Sophia Bush was Chicago PD. Like, you can't show her a little bit respect. And yes, obviously, you hope she wasn't going to leave. But if she had decided to, you can't show that character and that actress who basically is the reason this show still exists like, a little bit of respect and dignity. Like, Lynn said aside, like, as much as I'm frustrated about the way she fucking goes to Jay, aside, you know, just for Aaron Lindsay, like, you can't show her a little bit more respect and dignity. Guess not. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made me mad was that and then, like, Tosh, you know, like, the whole thing about being stuck in a burning building, that was just, I don't know. This whole situation is just crazy. The whole situation just sucks. And, like, I feel bad for Sylvia because she's had horrible experiences now on two major shows that she's been part of. Yeah. Like, nobody deserves that. And I I feel pretty confident saying she did not get into this industry to be treated that way. No. Not at all. I'm glad she got herself out of the situation and is on to do better and bigger things, but it still sucks. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And she's leading by example now. She's taking this horrible experience and, you know, she's spinning it into something as positive as she could possibly spin it into. Yeah, and I think, you know, as people... You know, as all because all three of us were fans of her, you know, Still are. before that. No, before, but before PD, you know, we were fans of her from Wondery Hill, um, from other projects that she had done before this. You know, I think it's safe to say for all of us that, you know, that we're going to continue to be Sophia Bush fans, you know, through whatever she does, whether it's directing, more acting, producing, whatever she chooses to do with her because she's a badass and she can do whatever she wants. Um, but yeah, it just the whole you know, like you guys said, it the whole just the whole situation just sucks. It really does. Um, does anyone kind of have any last final thoughts about this? About the PD sexual harassment storyline? About anything else related to the two? Just no depressing subjects, man. It really is, and the whole situation is just so disappointing. And if Sophia comes out with more and says more, it's just going to go. Yeah. That is... I think it's not if she does. I think it's more of a matter of when. When, yeah. Yeah. I think that podcast kind of made it seem seem clear that she's not done. She's not... She's just not ready to talk more about it. She, you know, she's not going... She's going to. She's just not ready, which is totally fine. Um... Good God. And I really hope that if, you know, if she does come out with this story and there's some really damning shit in there, God, NBC, like, don't be like E! News and wait forever. Take action immediately. Yeah. Be like the Today Show with Matt Lauer. Don't be like the Royals and firing Mark Schwann. You know, if heads are going to roll, make them roll fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
I didn't realize how depressing this was to talk about both of these back to back. But I mean, it's it's necessary though. We have to. It's, oh, it's it's so necessary, and I think you know part of the reason why we wanted to come out with this bonus episode today. I mean, we're not planning on recording, you know, releasing more episodes till next week um, when all the shows come back. But we felt because this was supposed to be our week off. Um, but you know, we kind of really felt a lot of people started sending us DMs and just Twitter messages and being like, "Hey, what's your opinion on this?" hey, what's your opinion on the TV Guide thing? What's your opinion on so... And we just got messages and we were like, guys, like, we gotta, like, you know, obviously the fact that this all kind of started to come out, like, a couple days before Christmas, we were like, well, we can't get it out before Christmas, but we felt, like, kind of as soon as Christmas was over that we needed to talk about it. And, you know, it was something we could have obviously started just responding with DMs, but I think for all three of us, it was really important for us to have a discussion, you know, where we could actually talk kind of, I mean, obviously we're not face-to-face, but as face-to-face as we could be about this um, and just kind of discuss all of our feelings out in the open and hopefully this resonates with all of you guys and that you guys still continue to send your DMs and your emails. Um, Just always obviously remember that our inboxes are a safe space. Um, You know, obviously we like to share our dms and emails on our podcast but if you ever feel like it's something you don't want out in the open in public just let us know and we obviously won't share it um but obviously like i said they're always a safe space for you guys to share your thoughts feelings concerns whatever um but yeah so that's it for this bonus episode of meet us at molly's we will be back next week the first week of january 2018 new year All three shows, be back at once. We have a surprise, too. Yeah, we won't tell you guys what it is until the new year, but we're really excited about it. Um, It's going to be a fun week, just throwing that out there. And, yeah, so we'll be back actually this time in 2018. God forbid we'll have to come back beforehand for some reason. I mean, we're recording on the 28th, so God forbid that in the next three days that we have to come back before actually 2018 just knock on wood um, if you have it nearby yeah seriously i'm knocking on wood right now um but like i said i'll just remind you real quickly as always if you want to find us on social media meet us at molly's on twitter facebook instagram tumblr i mean we're everywhere meet us at molly's um you can find us individually on twitter i'm at brina k13 gina i'm at gina watches tv and ashley i'm at ashnick 95 so that's it for this special bonus episode of Meet Us at Molly's until 2018. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.